You're listening to Let's Stay Together Anime Break, the sub-series of Let's Stay Together where we talk about the 2019 anime Fruits Basket. I'm Ellen. And I'm Kayla. And we are discussing episode 5 of the anime today. And so we're going to do a spoiler-free summary and discussion, and then I don't have any spoilers to talk about. Yeah, neither do I. So, (laughs) So we won't have a spoilery discussion. Yeah, I think that might happen sometimes with the anime episodes because mm-hmm. we're just going to stick on what changed. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to rediscuss spoilery implications that we've already discussed in the equivalent manga right. episodes. <laughs> right. So if you want to hear about some of the spoilery things, you can listen to our episode um, three. Yeah, episode three, which is called uh, Home is Where the Property Damage Is. Mm-hmm. So, so that one would cover any spoilery things, questions, comments, and concerns that you might have. So. There's some things. Also, I think it kind of makes sense because basically at the end of this chapter, we kind of get back into this main storyline. So Mm -hmm. there's like, at the end, it's kind of wrapped up. It's almost like a mini arc. All right, let's go. (laughs) (laughs) So this follows chapter six of the manga, um, but like kind of the content is, there are some additions, which we'll talk about. So And when you look at chapter six, there's really not a ton that actually happens. It's mostly... No, it's a pretty Emotion- like it's mostly like emotional monologue. So yeah, and it's also kind of straightforward. The action is pretty straightforward. If that's what yeah. you meant, it's like she leaves and then they go get her and then she comes back. <laughs> yeah, and also all the emotional content is kind of like in the present. Like sometimes we do all these like in depth kind of talking about the 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 reason there's not a lot of spoilers is because everything's kind of in the present. If you see mm-hmm. like a like a often if there's like a flashback or something, usually those things get returned to. I think in the manga and so then we end up talking about them a lot in the as like spoiler section essentially is what happens mm-hmm. so anyway so the episode starts with Toru telling Shigure and Yuki and Kyo that the renovations are done and that she'll be moving in with her relatives and I almost wrote her family but you know they're not really her family <laughs> they're her blood relations she's forced to have rather than the one she chose yeah exactly <laughs> Shigure actually looks a little surprised and Yuki is surprised and Kyo doesn't look up he's like sitting on the porch like away from them um, and neither of neither Yuki or Kyo say anything. Um, Shikari is just like, okay, well, like, good luck at your new house or whatever. Um, Toru realizes that she's forgotten to make dinner, and so she gets up to do that. In the kitchen, while she's preparing food, she puts the kettle on, and she has a flashback. And the transition is really seamless, and I wasn't this wasn't in the manga, so I wasn't expecting it at all. So what happens is Toru has this memory of her mother coming home, Toru's in the kitchen cooking, and her mom comments that Toru has a fever and that she was supposed to stay in bed, and Toru says that she can't just rest while her mom is out working so hard. Her mom kind of, like, hugs her, wraps her drapes on her from behind, um, and Toru rests her head in her elbow, um, and she says, her mom says that it's okay to get discouraged or be selfish once in a while. The kettle whistles in the present and kind of snaps Toru out of her memory, and she says that she's okay. Her grandfather's house will be great especially compared to the tent, <laughs> which I'm like, is that really a measurement of success of a living situation? <laughs> and then it's definitely an improvement. It is. You can't, you can't falter for that. <laughs> no, it's definitely an improvement. That's the bright side. That's how Toro and I are different people. <laughs> Always looking at the bright side of things. Um, we also, then we have the theme song break here in this point. After the theme song, we cut back to like later that night, I think. Um, Toru gives them some last minute pro tips about adulting like (laughs) the trash day changed like make sure you cook this food that's in the freezer and she gives them her new um, address and then she goes up to her room to pack Shigure says that he thought that 
Yuki and Kyo would try to stop her. And Yuki is kind of just like, why? And Kyo is like, you know, she shouldn't have been here in the first place. And then Chiguri is like, well, then why is it so gloomy in here then? And then he <laughs> returns to reading the newspaper with a deep sigh. In her room, Toru picks up the photo of her mother. Um, she says she's been fooling herself. She was never the brightest, um, after all. And she was fooling herself thinking that they could become a family. She remembers a game from her childhood called Fruits Basket, which I don't think they even said in the dialogue was written on the board, right? <laughs> Where, yeah, it happened. <laughs> Although we know that it was going to happen, so. Yeah. <laughs> it's not shocking for us. It'll drop again. <laughs> Woo! <laughs> um, where all the kids, uh, they sit in a circle, they get the names of fruit, and then a mean child gives her the onigiri instead of a fruit, which, of course, Toru, Tiny Toru thinks is tasty, but she never gets called to join the game. We cut then to what looks like a large house that's kind of covered in like plastic wrap. And inside, uh, Toru's grandfather, aunt, and cousins greet her. Her grandfather calls her Kyoko, and her cousin is like, it's Toru, grandpa. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and she does it over and over again, which is kind of funny, in her super sassy voice. Yeah, and maintain that the, the cousin is... The female cousin is the only good family member. Definitely. <laughs> From the sad corner of the room, Toru thinks uh, that, of course, in retrospect, it makes sense that a rice ball would ever be able to join the fruits basket. Back at Shigure's house, the only trace of Toru is a note uh, covering some bowls on the counter with some instructions for how to heat up food, which, frankly, I don't trust Shigure Yuki Akio to be able to do. <laughs> so, whatever. Anyway. It's like, cook it for exactly this long. <laughs> it's like detailed instructions. Mix and it during the middle. Put it in the burnable trash. <laughs> yeah. Please take out the trash. Um, and she also signed the note to, which is really cute. If you mm -hmm. look at it in the, at least I watched Solid in the dub. No, in the sub. And it was charming. Mm -hmm. Um, Shigure notices that he notices the note and says it was an anticlimactic departure, but it left a lot of melancholy behind. In the background, Yuki is putting on his shoes and he like takes off immediately without talking to Shigure. Shigure looks at the address that she left on the table from the night before, and then the scene ends. Yuki, um, on his way out to the garden, he remembers some of his precious moments with Toru, like her mm -hmm. saying, I love strawberries, and uh, talking about Yuki's kindness how it lights up like when they're defending the garden and then finally asking him you know if her memories get erased will she still be his friend or will he still be her friend i should say kyo meanwhile has hidden his safe space once again on the roof and is remembering his precious memories of toru her saying i always love the cat from the zodiac and her right straight punch which of course was with <laughs> her left hand that we talked about last time and then saying that um uh, like he has good qualities like uh, it was the umeboshi scene I can't remember exactly mm -hmm. which part in my notes I just wrote umeboshi so <laughs> yeah um, we cut to Kyo lying on the roof being sad and Yuki in the garden being sad and then there's a scene of all of them eating which is I think it's both of them are thinking about something like that Kyo looks up determinedly and then Yuki looks up determinedly this is like straight out of the anime the scene of her like um, of them eating together looks a little different but like yeah, sorry it's straight out of the manga. It's obviously straight out of the anime. <laughs> it's definitely straight out of I think I'm just going to start today over. I said a lot of dumb shit today. <laughs> it's straight out of the manga. This anime scene is straight out of the, the anime. anime. <laughs> oh, I'm, I need to lay down. Okay, so they... Um, so yes, Yukio looks up determinedly, which and Yu which is great, and Yuki looks up determinedly. They both have like the animation of this part is really awesome. Like I thought it was really cute. 
We cut back to Toru at her grandfather's house, looking at the books that she checked out of the library to learn more about Yuki and Kyo. I think, so I always thought that she checked them out for Yuki and Kyo, and then when I watched this again, I was like, oh, maybe she wanted to read them for herself. Like, why didn't I think about it that way? <laughs> I don't know. Anyway, Toru wonders if they all ate breakfast and if she should have said something, but she knows she'll see them at school. I'm sure it would have been really sad if she did. I don't know. I could see why you would just, like, bail out. Especially because we know that she wanted to stay there. But mm -hmm. um, Tora's cousin comes in and asks if she's finished unpacking her two bags yet. Yeah. And then complains about them having to share a room, of course, like an asshole. Um, and Toru apologizes for that. Tora's grandpa then pops in and says that they're calling for Kyoko-san downstairs. And then the cousin corrects him again. <laughs> downstairs, the aunt and the other cousin, like the guy cousin, have gathered to talk to Toru. It turns out that these assholes have hired a private detective um, to look in on her. And her aunt asks about Toru living with a man. And I think it's kind of funny and ironic that, like, they know and care about her living with a group of, like, unmarried men, but not in a tent. Like, yeah. did, the, did they get the detective later or something? Like, what the hell? <laughs> <laughs> they don't make any comments about that anyway, at least. Um, the girl cousin is like, whoa, I thought I was maturing faster or <laughs> whatever. Um Toru asks why they would hire a private detective, and the aunt explains that her son wants to be a police officer, um, and she knew she thought it might be too much, or you know that they shouldn't—I don't know—they shouldn't do that. But based on how Toru's mother behaved, you know, mother like daughter, and we see, of course, a flash of of Toru's mother in her gang jacket. Um, but the thought of it sort of made her uneasy. They say that um, if Toru is going to be living in his house, she needs to be careful not to do anything indiscreet. Um, and in the background, we see the cousin opening up like what looks like a Pocky container or something, which I interpret as choosing a snack to eat while the drama is unfolding. Yeah. <laughs> um, the other cousin, the male cousin, stands up and walks over to Toru and asks like a total asshole if the Somos did anything indecent to her. And Toru grimaces. And I thought that he's even more... Like in the manga, I thought I was over-interpreting it when I thought that he was kind of being an asshole, the way that he talks to her. But in this interpretation, he's even more smarmy than he was in the manga, mm -hmm. which I thought he, was like, appropriate. Saunters over to her and like leans over her. Yeah, he's like threatening her almost. Yeah, yeah. Um, and her grimace. I so we looked at that when we talked about that scene. I was like, I think that Tora's kind of like frowning. Like I think she's grimacing. Mm -hmm. And in this, it was very clear that she was upset with what he was saying. And I think it's more so because he's like saying that the somas are indecent. Like it doesn't even have anything to do with her. I don't mm -hmm. know. It seems maybe is that a way to interpret it? I don't know. But she's she's certainly upset about it. Yeah. Then we cut briefly outside where a slap can be heard. Um, and it turns out that Toru's grandpa slapped the guy cousin. And everyone's pretty surprised, so much so that the girl cousin has, like, stopped snacking. And she's, like, holding the pocky out in front of her. <laughs> um, and the grandfather apologizes and says not to think badly of the family. They're just assholes. No, it's not really what he said. He said they're just, like, mean people or they're mean-spirited by nature or something like that. He said that they're his family and this is his home and he can put up with them being assholes. But Toru doesn't have to stay there. And Toru hangs her head and kind of, she like grabs at her skirt, which was really sad. I was like, oh, like, you know, like we saw in one of the episodes or one of the chapters of the manga, someone kind of like grabbed their, I think it was like Kyo. I don't know. Someone in a flashback grabbed clothes like a little kid does. And it reminded me of that, um, mm -hmm. like that she's really upset. Um, and her, her grandpa quickly adds that she's not trying to like kick her out. He just doesn't think that putting up with things suits her. He says that Katsuya, which of course Toru responds, and she's like, my dad, 
um, said that Kyoko-san would be happier living in a place where she could spread her wings. So I guess he's, the grandfather's re referring to her mother, but I don't know if he's putting that onto her or whatever as well. Um, mm -hmm. He says that he thinks she needs more than this place and says that if there's somewhere else she'd rather be, she should feel free to go there. And Toru says that she shouldn't deserve to think that she needs more or something like the, the subtitles really convoluted, but she doesn't, she feels like she doesn't deserve more. doesn't need more. She thinks that her mother loved her. She has great friends and Somokun's family was really nice. Um, and she also has a roof over her head, of course, and so much to be grateful mm -hmm. for. She starts to cry. This is probably where everybody started crying when they watched this um, <laughs> episode. She starts to cry and says that she shouldn't say that she wants to go home she shouldn't say that she wants to go home and she shouldn't miss being with the somas she wanted to get and then we see i think this is her like a uh, internal monologue whatever she wanted to get to know them better to eat meals with them and talk with them she wanted to spend more time with them and she didn't want to leave and she admits that out loud that she wanted to stay with them closing her eyes she wonders if it was too selfish if she's too soft on herself and a familiar voice calls out that if that's how it is then she should come home it's yuki <laughs> <laughs> yuki's there to come pick her up um, it's incredibly sparkly when Yuki shows up. I like how the, it's also rotated at this like extreme angle. It's like 45 yeah. degrees or something, and then it rotates to the like normal angle. I was like, that is weird. <laughs> Out of all the things that we've seen, it's like weird. But yeah, it's Yuki's there to pick her up, and it is very shoujo sparkly. He has weaponized mm -hmm. shoujo sparkles, as you described in one of our manga episodes. <laughs> we suddenly cut back to Shigure's house. This is the part where the episode got really interesting if you're a fan of the series and you haven't seen it before because this is we get the, uh, this from the other perspective. So we cut back to Shigure's house and Kyo is like pacing on the on the porch grumpily and Shigure is reading the paper and Yuki's trying to read and Yuki's like, if you're going to walk to it outside and Kyo is like, why don't you go read in your room? And then they start to argue mm -hmm. or whatever. Kyo complains that Toru's family is too high-handed, which isn't a phrase that I heard before. So I actually had to look it up. I don't know if you know it. Did you know? <laughs> Did you hear it? yeah okay. okay i don't know i just it's something it's just like not also not a word i would use but it's like uh they're i don't know if you're like me and you didn't know what that word was <laughs> it means using authority without consideration of the feelings of others i don't i don't know it's just a weird i don't know whatever i watched the dub but i can't remember if he maybe they said a different way not, yeah. perhaps it's that's the subtitle that's how the yeah. subtitle is translated i was like mm -hmm. I mean, obviously I understood what he meant, but I was like, that's a weird word. Before I say this in this podcast, I better understand what it means. Um, yeah. Anyway, they kicked her out. He's like, oh, they kicked her out when they did the renovations and summing her back. And Yuki is like, that's normal. And Kyo is like, they should think more about what she wants. And then Yuki sasses him. He's like, all this coming from someone who left for four months or whatever. And they argue some more. And Shigure is like, calm down. And they're both like, I am calm. And in the in the <laughs> subtitle, it said, I'm calm as hell. <laughs> yeah, that was like I said, I watched the dub and it was really funny. That part. <laughs> what did Nikki they says, say? Pretty calmly, maybe a little salt, salt, sullenly. I am calm, uh -huh. and at the same time, Jerry Jewel shouting, "I'm calm as hell." <laughs> <laughs> really funny. <laughs> I laughed out loud like I just did just now. <laughs> I was like, "I'm calm as hell." In the subtitle, it said, "Like I am calm," and, and Kyo's was like, "I'm calm as hell." <laughs> so funny. Yeah. Uh, and then Kyo swears, and then he lays down on the porch. Um, and Kyo goes to put his book down, and then he sees the memo that Toru left, the address that she left. And it looks like he kind of like looks around to make sure that Kyo and Shigure like wouldn't see him picking it up. And then he announces that he's going for a walk and stealthily picks up the address mm -hmm. and sneaks out. And Shigure says goodbye. And then Kyo stands up immediately. And then he awkwardly, casually walks around the room pretending to look for nail clippers. And Shigure calls him out on his failed attempt at subterfuge and says, 
that Yuki took Toru's address with him. <laughs> so, of course, Kyo calls Yuki a bastard and then runs off after him. Mm-hmm. Out on the streets, Yuki is struggling to find the address. Um, and then so Kyo rolls up, yelling in his tough guy voice, asking for the memo. He's like, uh, he's like screaming, running down the street. I can't yeah. Yeah, remember exactly what he says. Yuki kicks him straight in the face when he gets there. Um, and then we get a little cut to how tranquil Shigure's house is without them, and Shigure sneezes, which is funny. And then we cut back to Yuki and Kyo, walking around the street, finding many houses that are not the Honda house. And then Yuki remembers that the exterior walls aren't complete yet, which helps them find the goddamn house. So Yuki tries knocking on the door, but no one answers. And then so Kyo tries yelling at the door, <laughs> which also cracked me up. And so Yuki cuts him off, and he's like, don't do that, and slams him into the ground backwards. They overhear the conversation, so they sneak around to the side of the house, um, and just they see the beginning just when the cousin starts being an asshole, the guy cousin starts being an asshole, um, and we see their reaction. We cut back to inside the house from the perspective that we saw before, like right after the slap, um, and we see Yuki and Kyo listening in, kind of in the background. Like all of these scenes are reanimated so that Kyo and Yuki are in the background, or they're animated from a different like position in the room which i thought was really interesting from a like production perspective um and so you can see yuki and kill listening in kill is like what's going on and yuki's like like i know like they have this really funny conversation mm-hmm. <laughs> while they're listening and kyo stands up and he's like we gotta get her and yuki throws him down again mm-hmm. um yuki says that the important thing is isn't what they want it's to find out what toru wants so they listen to, for what she's going to say so we see them listening to her saying that she should be grateful for what she has and starting to cry and then we see a different shot, like a different perspective of the room of her saying that she wanted to stay with them. And then we cut to Kyo and Yuki who are kind of shocked outside. And it zooms into Kyo's face and his eyes narrow. And then he looks over to see that Yuki's already gone. Um, and then he draws back the curtain somehow. Um, and he sees that Yuki's already in the house talking to Toru, which is really funny. Do you funny. have any dialogue in that scene? In the- there, there is dialogue. I don't. Okay. I just didn't write it. Why was it? No, just because I remembered him. He was, he was like, he he's was, like, all right, let's go. And then notice that he's, he's already gone. <laughs> yeah, sorry. No, no, no. I didn't write the dialogue. There's anyway, definitely no. dialogue in that scene where they're like, what's going on? I don't know. And then Kyo stands up and Yuki's like, you need to wait or whatever. And then. Yeah, I just meant that part in particular. Yeah, I think there definitely like, is. Narrows his eyes, but, yeah. He narrows his eyes and his mouth is off screen and he says something for sure. Yeah. It's probably like, mm-hmm. like, I don't know. He's probably like, let's go. We got to go or something. And then he looks over and Yuki's already gone. Yeah. yeah it was really great. I was like, oh, that's so cute. It's cute that Yuki is the one who's like, at that point is when he decides to jump it. It's like he cut Kyo off so many times and then he's already mm-hmm. inside the house. It was great. Um, so now at this point, the two narratives, these two perspectives of the same narrative have come together. And um, when we see the reaction from the uncle, uh, or not the uncle, well, from the aunt and the cousin, <laughs> which also cracked me up. And then I don't know what it said in the, um, in the, in the dub version, but in the subtitle version, it's like, who? And then... It, actually, what she says is dare, and the cousin is bishi, and so it's like, <laughs> he's just like, it's translated as like, what a babe, but it's just, all he said was bishi, which is really funny. <laughs> so, anyway, so, so they're all they're all really shocked when Yuki shows up. Um, Kyo pops in, and he grabs Tur's head and pulls her back, and I loved how also, in the original one, that scene was kind of awkward, because he just grabs, in the original anime, he kind of like grabs her head and like pulls her out the door. But I like how she's like, well, Kyoko, and like all the whole time in the background, like it continues the whole time that she's walking out. 
And that was really funny. Um, then Yuki asks where Toru's stuff is, and they're like, whoa, 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 whoa. And Yuki is like, we came to get her. And the guy cousin is like, wait, were you one of the guys that she was living with? And also your guy? And then Yuki <laughs> flicks him so hard in the forehead. I think in the manga and in the original anime, it's just kind of like, I don't know, it's not as intense. But remember how... Points. Or he points or whatever. It points, but he hits him in the forehead dramatically. Yeah. Yuki says that he hasn't earned the right to call her Toru-chan and calls him a low life, which is wonderful. The guy got what he deserved, I feel. <laughs> Yuki dished it out. Outside, um, Kyo finally stops dragging Toru by the head. Um, and she asks why Kyo why they came to the house, and he's like, you left the address, and it was hard to find, so I got stuck searching with Yuki all day. Um, and he wonders why he did it, and he wonders why he felt so on edge when she left, and Toru thinks that they came even though they were fighting the whole time. Kyo says... That it's her fault. She should have said something if she didn't want to leave. Of course, he says it's her fault. She should have said something if he didn't want to leave. If she didn't want to leave. She's like, how did you know? And he says that they heard the whole conversation, of course, because they were hiding outside. He says, isn't it okay to be selfish sometimes? Like, it would piss him off if someone was selfish all the time. But in Tori's case, it would be okay to complain or be selfish or get discouraged sometimes. And then Tori remembers the words of her mother that we saw in that memory earlier. And she starts to cry. Like, a lot. Like, a significant amount of crying. <laughs> she starts to <laughs> sob. And Kyo is like, what What the hell? Why are you crying? And she struggles to reply, at least in the, the way that it's voice acted in Japanese. And she says, I want to go home. Eventually, she manages to squeak it out. Um, she says to want to go. She wants to go home where everyone is and repeats, I want to go home, at the end. She cries and we see Yuki coming up with her things from behind. And Kyo takes her hand and he's like, fine, we're going home. And then Yuki catches her ha- catches up and then takes her hand as well. We see in Toru's imagination that she's a child again in the Fruits Basket game, and the onigiri is called. She gets up excitedly, and she takes the hands of Kyo and Yuki. Um, which I thought was an interesting way of integrating this scene, because it kind of, isn't it just like it's kind of cut off? She's like running toward, it. like, there's just um mm-hmm. the disembodied, like, onigiri voice, and then she's running toward yeah. them, so they kind of added that, added them into that scene. As they walk home, Toru thinks she's the luckiest person in the world. We cut back inside um, to the of her family's house, and we see a huge red mark on the cousin's forehead. And the aunt is just like, "What the heck?" over and over again, and the cousin is like, "He was a guy," or whatever. <laughs> and the grandpa is like, "Be well, Kyoko-san," or whatever. And the cousin corrects him again. She's like, "It's Toru." <laughs> yeah. In the dub, she's like, "It's still Toru." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's good. Uh, back at Shigure's house, the trio has returned. Shigure congratulates them on recapturing the princess, and Kyo is like, you're making us sound creepy, and Yuki is like, at least call it a rescue. And Toru is like, uh, I'm back, and then apologizes for causing problems and whatnot, and Shigure says not to worry. He says that he'd never seen Yuki fall to pieces like that, and Yuki gets all flustered, and he's like, I wasn't falling to pieces! And Kyo pipes up, and then they start to fight, and Shigure is like, well, it's not much of a home, but if you'll have it, it's yours, and Toru thinks, I'm home with my new family. And that's the end of the episode. Oh, it's a good one. Mm-hmm. In terms of things to discuss, I thought like this overall edition of this this time from Kyo and Yuki's perspective is really interesting. Mm-hmm. I wonder if like, because cause in the original it says that they heard everything the whole time. So I wonder if that's just like something that maybe like Takaya envisioned, but like couldn't represent, like didn't have space to represent or something. Mm-hmm. She is like the, I think, uh, in some kind of creative direction role in the new manga so maybe mm. maybe that was added i don't know it's interesting though regardless yeah. 
And I thought it was funny. Their reaction, seeing their reactions to all the things that she says is really, I think it adds a lot to the episode mm -hmm. and like what was happening other than them bickering on the street. There's like a couple little scenes of them bickering on their way to Toru's house. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. There's like one panel of that in the manga. <laughs> so kind of fun to see. Yeah. And this time that they like expanded. figure it out together. And mm -hmm. uh, well, Yuki figures it out and Kyo is just there, I guess. <laughs> yeah. He's there to yell. Mm-hmm. And I thought the of course the scene with Toru's mom is not in the manga. I don't think it's anywhere in the manga. Yeah, I was thinking about that. I was like if it was like from a different scene, but I think it just sort of sort of expands on and like other flashbacks that have been there, like the one early on when she's sleeping. Yes. She has a fever from digging out there and she remembers her mom being like, Oh, you worked too hard even though you had a fever and stuff. I think it's yeah. kinda meant to be maybe from that same scene it's similar to that time for sure actually yeah i didn't yeah. go back and look and see what she's wearing or anything in that scene but it's certainly very mm -hmm. similar yeah i and thought we have other like like flashbacks of her mom like hugging her like that and... yeah definitely i think they're all also early and, yeah and toru you know cooking food for her mom specifically mm -hmm. so yeah with her little kind of takes bits and pieces from flashbacks that are in the manga mm-hmm just reinterpret them a little bit and i thought mm -hmm. like i was saying i think it's nice it was really unexpected because of also the way that it was like it's like she's in the present and then her mom like it it like hard cuts into the memory mm -hmm. and like the like her mom's kind of in the same position in the kitchen in that kitchen as she was like in in the i don't know in toru's memory so it's yeah yeah i was like what the hell is this for a second and mm -hmm. it, was, it was cool i liked it I also thought it was nice because it gives also some more... Sometimes things are added to the anime, I feel like, to add a bit more balance to certain characters. So, like, in the very first episode, Yuki said that she should worry... She shouldn't worry and she should be just be herself, which is what her mom said. And then in this mm -hmm. episode, Kyo echoed the sentiment that her mom had where he was, like... Which is what he says in the manga, too. Like, he's like, you should yeah. just complain. But they, it's like adding her mom also gave it, like, the same kind of balance, which makes it feel like they're more like her family. Like, her mom was her family, I feel like. Yeah. I thought it was nice. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Again, I think they're all good changes that mm -hmm. were made in this episode. We probably haven't talked about it that much in these yet, but I'm sure we will. Because we talk about, one thing we talk about in our overall episodes, if you listen to them, is that, like, I want to talk about Toru's family's house is what I'm about to say. We talk about how different houses, like these locations where people live, almost like represent something about them or how they feel about their family or like whatever. Um, and in this case, I think it's interesting they chose to make the house unfinished. Mm -hmm. And it's also really, it's really different than Shigure's house. I, I wonder if there's anything like if we can kind of analyze from that. Like, obviously, it's, un it's I guess it's unfinished, so it makes it harder for them to find it. Like, it kind of just sets up something. But you didn't have to add any of that. So, like, I wonder if you could say anything, like, narratively about that. I do think you could kind of interpret something where when Tori's first talking about how the exterior walls aren't done, but you can still live in it. I think it's sort of saying kind of how she's like, this is, you know, this is a good place. And I've got a lot to be thankful for. It's like, it's not perfect, but it's good to live in, but it's not where she wants to be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like her, this, you could, I guess you can extend that then to say, like, the family inside it is, like, it's not perfect. Yeah. But it's something that it's good enough. Mm -hmm. And she thinks she should be grateful for it. Yeah, it's, um, yeah, for sure. She has that opinion about her family. I mean, I think, 
and like more so her like chosen family mm-hmm. like the somas like she sh- feels like you know she should be grateful for spending time with them and for being all the things that they do for them so this is just kind of adding onto that perhaps mm-hmm. like how it annoys me how her cousin is like i have this giant room now but i have to share it with you it annoyed me when we read it in the manga and it annoyed me this time. It's like such a jerk. Like I actually don't actually didn't mind it this time because it's more like she's just complaining in general. So yeah. Like, oh, I have to share it with you. She's like, man, we have this big house and I still have to share a room. And yeah. I think maybe she was it seemed more like she was kind of trying to commiserate rather than complain. Maybe. Like, can you believe we have to share? Yeah, maybe. Over in this giant house. Yeah, maybe. The room yeah. itself has like it's like they didn't make any exception for her at all though like there's only one of everything there's like one desk there's the one bed Mm -hmm. yeah i don't know i agree with kyo saying they're high-handed or whatever the fuck that means (laughs) yeah other than that i think this is just so the one i was kind of saying like we don't have a lot of we don't have any spoilers to talk about and i think one reason for that is because this it's almost like the end of like a little mini series almost where she moves in with them and then this is the this is like the climax of that and then she's moving back in with them right so it's almost mm-hmm. it's just setting up more things to come, I think. But not, I don't know. It's the end of things that have happened. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. I'm not explaining this in a clear way. <laughs> yeah, it's tying up loose ends rather than introducing new ones. Right. That's a good way to describe it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. That's all I have to say about this episode. It was good. Mm-hmm. I thought it was interesting that there's the one song in it. I don't know what they did in the dub version, but in the subtitle version, at least, there's one song that has, like, lyrics in the background, which is kind mm-hmm. of unusual. Like, they haven't done that yet so far. I think yeah, with the I'm other sure background the music, same. probably. I would assume that it would be the same. Mm-hmm. I feel like in this day and age, they don't, like, translate songs as much as they used to. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I didn't look up the lyrics or anything, but I did think it was an interesting choice in that really emotional scene that they used a song that has some lyrics rather than just uh like a musical arrangement so that's cool yeah it's good I don't know. look forward to the next one mm-hmm. um i think that's it for this time so next time we'll talk about the next episode of the anime episode six <laughs> i'm on it i finally remember who shigure is <laughs> uh all right we will see you guys next week thank you all for listening Bye-bye. bye bye <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.